Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Addicts Anonymous, where every media junkie is welcome. I'm Jay here, and today I am alone doing my Spider-Verse showdown. Lindsay will be joining us next time to finish up our Witcher review. That'll be fun. But today I am doing round three of the Spider-Verse showdown. Doing two Spider-Man movies going up against each other. Differ quite a bit. The first one is 2007 Spider-Man 3 starring Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, James Franco. That is going up against Spider-Man Homecoming 2017 starring Tom Holland, Robert Downey Jr., Zandaya as MJ, even though she's not really like... She's not even top build in this movie, but she is one of my favorite parts of this movie. MJ is amazing. I also love Ned. Who doesn't love Ned? Played by Jacob Batalon, Batalon, Batalon. You know, I should have looked this up. I don't know. What are names, guys? What are names? So I had fun watching these movies today. I haven't watched... Spider-Man 3 in years. Like, I probably haven't seen this movie since 2008 would probably be the latest I've seen this movie. All I really remembered, because a lot of it I forgot, I remember that Topher Grace was Venom, and I remembered Tobey Maguire had, like, shitty hair and, like, was dancing weird. Those things hold up, okay? That is what happened in this movie, but it actually wasn't as terrible as I remember it being. But Spider-Man Homecoming is definitely the best. Love that movie. I didn't even have to rewatch it because I've seen it so many times. But you know I rewatched it. Because this movie was baller. Um, I don't think that's how you would describe this movie as being baller. But it's amazing. So let's start with the specs for Spider-Man 3. This movie came out May 4th, 2007. The budget for this movie was $258 million, so I think it got a little bit more money than 2. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man 2 got $200 million. So this one got a little bit more. Opening weekend, it made $151 million. Domestically, it brought in $336 million. And worldwide, bringing in $894 million. It was the most successful, money-wise, of the original trilogy. Which, really makes sense because Spider-Man 2 was so well-received and well-loved that everyone was so ready for this. They wanted to see the conclusion. It kind of let people down, unfortunately. The reviews weren't good. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 63% critical. Audiences only gave it a 51%. People did not like this movie. And I think, honestly, though, it reviewed worse. Yeah, the audience gave uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 a better review. Uh, critically, Spider-Man 3 got a better review. And then IMDb gave this a 6.2 out of 10. Didn't do great. I didn't think it was terrible. I forgot a lot of aspects. Like, I forgot that they introduced Gwen Stacy in this movie. Which, she... I liked Emma Stone better, obviously, because I'm hella obsessed with her. You know, if you've heard all of my other reviews, that... Garstone forever. Hashtag Garstone. Love it. Love it. Love it. But yeah, she wasn't, I mean, she did good, but she wasn't as good as Emma Stone, obviously. Um, she was played by Bryce Dallas Howard, so like Ron Howard's daughter. She's like really pretty. She pulled it off. She looked like Gwen Stacy. They even introduced Captain Stacy, her father. It just wasn't as good as my girl Emma Stone. 
because I be loving her and y'all know I do. She's amazing. She's radiant. And so let's go into this. I think that my favorite moment of Spider-Man 3 probably has to be the Peter versus Harry fight. Pe I'm saying Peter because he wasn't in his Spider-Man outfit. He was in his normal clothes outfit fighting Hobgoblin. And let's just say my one huge complaint about Spider-Man 2002 was that Green Goblin's outfit was hella terrible. And Hobgoblin stepped it up. This The suit was actually really cool. It was more like techy, futuristic-y looking. It didn't look like a monster mat, like a Halloween mask that he was wearing for some reason. And the serum, he took the serum and it didn't seem to make him go as crazy as Norman for some reason. I don't know why that is. Because Norman like went hella crazy, even like murdered that scientist right when he took it. And it just showed James Franco just walking out looking like a snack. He was hot in this. I still think he was peak in Spider-Man 2 for some reason. I don't know what it was. Maybe in this one, he just kind of looked retarded. Okay, I know I'm going to get canceled for using that word, but it's true, okay? He just looked very, like, weird. And, like, especially when he lost his memory and he's, like, and, <laughs> and Mary Jane walks in. He's, like, I know that face. <clears throat> like, I don't, I couldn't handle some of his lines here. I'm like, what is going on? I kept saying what is going on a lot through this movie. Um, and let's see. And then my favorite line of Spider-Man 3 has to be, don't wound what you can't kill, which is an awesome line by Eddie Brock, or I guess more Venom, really. It's cool. It was very, like, impactful, very, like, narcissistic. Like, he thinks that he gonna kill Spider-Man. This, honestly, the introduction of Venom in this movie made more sense than the movie Venom, which I didn't, like, totally hate the movie Venom. I should probably review it. It wasn't, like, the best. Um, I liked Tom Hardy playing Eddie Brock. I just remember that Eminem song, like, Venom, Venom. I think that's all he says, really. That I think that's probably it. But, yeah, that was a good line. And I like Topher Grace. As, I like him as an actor in general. Like, I really loved that 70s show. Amazing. Um, I liked him in that movie. It's like that... What is that movie that he was in? It's like an 80s movie. Uh, Take Me Home Tonight. Take me home tonight. I need to stop singing. Um, I promised you when I did the Taylor Swift review that I wouldn't sing ever again on the podcast. And I broke that promise. But yeah, that movie was awesome with Anna Faris. I freaking love her. And he did a really good job. He's funny. He's like a good Eddie Brock. Um, kind of like, feels like a lot different than Tom Hardy's take. But that was probably intentional on their part. But yeah, so um, that was a good line. Let's go into the stats of Spider-Man Homecoming. So this movie came out a whole 10 years later. So definitely watching these movies back to back. I saw the 10 years of cinema advancement and looked a lot better. Because the budget was smaller. The budget was only... Oh, well, this movie came out July 7th, 2017. So it was a big blockbuster. I feel like this movie and Spider-Man Far From Home come out after um, big Avenger movies. I think this movie came out after... I want to say it came out after Endgame, but I'm totally wrong. Actually, no, because Ant-Man came out after. But it's... Um, it's a, it's a big summer hit because the other one, too, Far From Home, came out in July as well. 
Oh, remember that? Trigger warning. That was my first date with my ex-boyfriend. Ugh. I'm finally over it. I know you guys are, like, wondering, like, oh my god, I know this these movies, but what is going on with his boyfriend? And it's ex-boyfriend, okay? And we actually have been running into each other at the gym, and it's been, like, fine. First, I wasn't, like, talking to him. And then today, I kind of just was like, fuck it, and I just started talking to him, and it wasn't that bad. And he asked me to, like, well, he asked, like, the group of us to spot him benching and I was like I guess I will and a part of me wanted to just walk away right on his last rep just kidding no I would never do that so yeah so this movie came out July 7th 2017 the budget was 175 million dollars so it was quite a lot less than Spider-Man 3 but it felt a lot bigger um it didn't really feel bigger I guess because this movie wasn't supposed to feel big it was very it's good for just being a small low-scale Spider-Man film because they even mentioned that in the movie like at the end when Iron Man asked him to join the Avengers and he's like no I just want to stay on the ground a little bit longer and he's like yes that was a test and then Pepper comes out and she's like where'd he go <laughs> that's an awesome scene this movie is so friggin' hilarious um opening weekend it brought in 117 million dollars domestically 334 million and worldwide 880 million dollars just shy of what Spider-Man 3 brought in. So it did really well. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie critically a 92% and audience 87. So critics gave this a higher score than audience. Surprising. And IMDb gave it a 7.4 out of 10. So my favorite moment in this movie is hands down. Hands fucking down. The scene when him in the car with Michael Keaton. Oh my god. Michael Keaton is amazing actor will for always be my batman and he is so friggin good in this role as vulture he i think he's one of my favorite marvel like mcu marvel studios villain um i i mean i feel like it, the it, number one has to go to thanos but besides thanos that he is the number one because he's he's so good like his reasoning for becoming a superhero is that he was fucked because I, I like how in this, and I also like in, in Batman vs. Superman, different universe, I know, don't come at me, but how they show the wreckage of Avengers 1, like of the battle in New York. Like in BVS, they show the wreckage of Man of Steel. And there, because there had to be so much cleanup. Like the city got destroyed in that movie. And so he, he basically works for like a construction company some type of company that goes in and is like cleaning up all the alien tech that's just laying around everywhere and then the avengers and stark industries created this company that's going to go around and clean shit and they come in and they say you're all fired sorry and he's like well, what the fuck we have to pay like we i have like a crew and shit and they're like sorry and so you can really feel for him that he he became Vulture, which is such a perfect name because he's just, like, picking up the scraps of dead aliens like a vulture. Like, it's so cool. They did this villain so well. I, like, almost love the villain as much as the hero. He did this out of necessity. So he start him, and he makes... He gets this crew. It's one of his crew members eventually becomes Shocker, which, you know, it's not, like, two in the pink, one in the stink. It is shocker. Well, I guess imagine using that shocker fist, like the glove, to give a bitch a shocker. Like that would be some intense shit. But no, shocker. It has like an electric, super powered glove. 
which is pretty dope. He's like Michael Jackson with a glove. And, um, but yeah, so he is a very, very well-written, com- compelling villain in this scene that he's in the car and Peter, and there's such an amazing reveal. It's the best reveal out of like all superhero movies because no, no one saw this coming. I can't, I haven't heard one person who watched Spider-Man Homecoming for the first time and go, I totally called that Vulture was Liz's father. Nobody knew that because she's like mixed. So you don't even think like that her father's white for one. So that's just like subliminally, subliminally, what is words? Subconsciously in your brain as to not even connect the dots at all. So when Peter gets dropped off to bring her to the date, to the dance and he opens the door and fucking adrian or aka vulture opens the door and go you must be peter and like tom holland tom holland is an amazing actor by the way his performance as peter parker is the best out of all of them because trust me guys i have sat here and watched all of the movies from 2002 all the way up to this movie so far tom holland's the best i'm sorry i mean i still have round four left to do after this so we're gonna Still have to debate Miles Morales, but he's my winner, okay? Tom Holland is my boy. I'm not going to say he's hot. I know that the actor's an adult. He's playing a 15-year-old in this movie, so I'm not going to say he's hot, all right? But he's hella cute. And even Liz's mother. She's a grown-ass woman. She says he's cute, so why can't I say it, hmm? Um, I don't know why I'm just getting so like heated about whether he's cute or not, but he is. In the scene, when they're like in the car and... It's slowly, he's slowly picking up that he's Spider-Man. And he even goes like, have we ran into each other? Like, your voice sounds familiar. And he's like, no, no. And Liz is like, um, he's at like Tony Stark's internship. And he's like, oh, Tony Stark. She's like, yeah, he knows Spider-Man. And he's like starting to put it together. And it is so cool. And then like she says like, well, you always disappear. You weren't at the party. And vulture knew that he was off fighting spider-man during her party she goes you disappeared at dc he knows that spider-man saved them in the fucking elevator in dc so he puts it all together he drops off liz liz gets out of the car and he's like i'm gonna have a man-to-man talk to peter and she's like oh my god don't let him intimidate you and he pulls out a gun instantly fucking intimidating and how could you not be intimidated by michael keaton okay he like radiates intimidation and like manliness and like musk. I feel like that's what he smells. He smells very I bet he smells like manly. Um he's hot. I'm sorry, I don't know how old he is, but he's hella gorge. He basically tells him like, "I'm going to let you live, okay? I'm going to do you a huge favor. I'm not going to kill you and all your fucking family members and whoever the fuck you love. You're never going to mess with my business again." And Peter is like okay sir like but he doesn't do it he goes in tragically lets her down again i feel like in every iteration of spider-man he's always letting down his love interest always um i guess it's kind of just canon for spider-man but yeah so that is the best scene of this movie um problem am my runner up to that scene is probably when he's trapped in the warehouse when he goes to dc and he's like talking to like the karen or whoever he like names the girl in a suit and that's really fun and he's like talking about liz and um so that then that's a really awesome and he's like how long has it been she's like 30 minutes he's like what <laughs> yeah so it's a, that's an awesome scene too more like comedy 
But yeah, so, and my favorite line probably has to be during the end fight scene when Peter goes, just a typical homecoming on the outside of an invisible jet fighting my girlfriend's dad. That's an awesome line. It's so very Spider-Man-y. And that's what Tom Holland does so well is that that's like the little jokey like one-liners and shit that he's like says while he's fighting it does has done very well in this movie um with toby Maguire, it was like too nerdy andrew garfield was a little too cool and tom holland's just like right in that sweet spot okay and guys i'm not gonna talk about tom holland's sweet spot okay he's only 15 don't get your minds out of the gutter so yes these movies are good but i'm as you could probably tell leaning heavily on homecoming i mean it's like one of my favorite movies of all time which is like weird but it's true but yeah um so when i was watching spider-man 3 it it is a lot different than spider-man 2 it starts off with him very happy and upbeat um and which in spider-man 2 he was very depressed and low so he's happy everybody's loving spider-man He's with the love of his life. He's going to propose in that scene with when he goes and get gets like Aunt May's blessing, essentially, to marry MJ. She is so good. The actress who plays Aunt May, I love her monologue. She's talking about how Ben proposed to her. So sad, so heartwarming, so good. And it basically, it does introduce the guy, um, Sandman, where he's like the it reveals that he's like the true killer of Ben, which he like accidentally killed him. We didn't mean to shoot him, I guess, because we have to like redeem the villain at the end, which everyone gets redeemed besides Venom, because Eddie Brock, it like is just a tool, and then gets killed anyway. And I mean, they don't really dive deep into Venom except for that Doctor Connors is like doing a bunch of experiments on it and basically says it's a symbiote, symbiote alien essentially um the movie venom goes into it more and see the reason why venom looks like venom is because he the first person he bonded with when he got to earth was spider-man so that's why when he eventually leaves spider-man goes to brock he still kind of he just looks like a mutated black spider-man so in the movie venom where he just instantly went to eddie brock and didn't ever go to spider-man I'm one. I'm sitting there wondering, like, why does he look like this? Okay, Spider-Man's not even in these films. But you know, it made a bunch of money, made a billion dollars. They're gonna do a second one. They introduced Woody Harrelson to be Carnage. So, and you know, I'm gonna watch it, and I'm probably gonna review it because that's what I do with my life. I mean, the movie wasn't terrible. I remember leaving Venom not hating it, but it just though there's like a few things that didn't really add up. It's like, how are we doing a Venom movie with no Spider-Man? I don't understand. And then we're going to do a Morbius movie with no Spider-Man? I mean, it's fine, I guess, because they have their own storylines. But it's like, they exist to be Spider-Man villains. Hello? Hello? But anyway, before I start comparing the four ages to see who's the winner of this showdown, let's take a quick break for my ad. And we are back. Did you guys miss me? I missed you. So let's get into the age code for these two movies. Uh, humor, definitely the W for humor is gonna go to Homecoming. Movie is 
hella hilarious. It, like, is so funny. Um, that's, like, the biggest thing. I mean, most Marvel movies just lean towards the humor, but this, and it's so good. I'm trying to think of all the funny moments in, in Spider-Man 3. There wasn't too many, um, like, that were, that were intentional. Because I was laughing at the movie unintentionally, which isn't good. Like, when Peter was going through his, like, emo montage of him being a dick and, like, pointing, like, finger guns at girls in that dance scene where it's so fucked up where he brings Gwen to MJ's work and, like, dances with her and shit. And he starts, like, playing the piano. It's like, when did we establish that Peter can play the piano? Was this established? Let me know. Hit me up at Movie Attic Pod. Ken. Peter play the piano. Apparently he can, but why? How? And Gwen is actually a really good person because she realizes that he's just doing this just to spite MJ. And she's like, she gets pissed and she looks at MJ and she goes, I'm so sorry. And like storms out. And I was like, yes, queen, don't let this piece of shit fucking comb over hair. Tobey Maguire do this to you. And then he's like telling his neighbor like to make him cookies and shit. He's like, go get me milk. Go make me cookies. Like, I'm like, ugh. It was not good. I know they were purposely doing that. Um, Jonah Jameson is hilarious. I love his dynamic uh, with all of his, like, workers. And he's so angry. He he is always funny. At the end scene when he's, like, buys the camera off that little girl. And she's, like, films extra. Like, he's really good. Um, Eddie Brock was funny, too. I liked him. Um, but it just wasn't like there wasn't enough humor in it I just wasn't finding myself laughing and in homecoming I was laughing the entire time like I love the opening not it's not the opening scene but it's the opening scene for Peter when it shows him kind of like it recaps what happened in Civil War from his perspective of him filming it it's so funny he sees the suit for the first time and Happy's all annoyed and it's so great and that's what I like about Homecoming, too, because this is technically another Spider-Man origin movie, but we don't dive into it because we all know Spider-Man's origin, okay? Fucking, he got bit by a spider. Uncle Ben dies. He goes and finds Uncle Ben's killer. la ti fucking duh. We know. So they skipped over all that. Basically, it sums it up until he's having one conversation with Ned, and Ned goes, so you got bit by a spider? And that was that's it. <laughs> and he's like, I want to get bit. And he's like, the spider's dead. And that's it. So we don't even really know, like, where the spider came from. I mean, we know it's usually Oscorp, but we don't, doesn't get into that at all. Doesn't get into Ben. But we know that something tragic happened with May. Because when Ned finds out that Peter is Spider-Man, which is also a very funny scene. When he's, like, sneaking into his room and he thinks that he, like, snuck by May. And he, like, slowly comes down off crawling the ceiling and he turns around and Ned's sitting there so good and he like takes the suit off and he's like in his boxers and he's looking hello ripped okay he's skinny twinky as fuck not my type but he um little kid got some abs going on okay he got some abs he's been doing them crunches and um and she's like he's probably put some clothes on uh, so that, so, but he goes, please don't tell anyone. He's like, I can't do this to Aunt May, everything she's been through. So she's been through some shit we don't really know. And then I think it's really funny how everybody thinks that she's hot, which she is. She's fucking gorgeous. Marissa Tomei is hot. I love her. And everyone's like hitting on her. It's so funny. 
Um, there's so many funny moments. MJ, she's amazing. All of her just, like, quick little one line. She's always, like, there. Um, she goes, I can't believe you guys are at this lame party. They're like, you're here. She's like, am I, though? That is hilarious. I love when she's in detention. He's like, why are you even here? You you don't have detention. She's like, I just like to drop people in crisis. And she just shows the picture of the teacher, the gym teacher. Um, oh, also, gym t- talking about gym teacher, I love when they show Cap- the Captain America videos. And he's, the gym teacher's like, I don't know, this guy's like a fucking war criminal now, but we still got to play these videos because it's re- state required. That's really funny. So there's so many fun, funny moments. Uh, Ned, when he's guy in the chair, guy in the chair, and he's like helping him. He finally gets to be his like Oracle guy and uh, Watchtower guy. And the teacher comes in. She's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm watching porn." And that's really good. Flash Thompson in this one. They made him really different, so he wasn't, like, a super hot guy like in the other films. He was just kind of, like, a normal-looking guy, and um, he is rich, and he is a douche to Peter, and Spider-Man steals his car because he needs it, and he destroys that fucking Audi. Of course, it's an Audi. It's an MCU movie. They're always promoting Audis, which I love Audis. I have an Audi. Not to brag. I'm just kidding. It's not even that great. It's, like, a 2015. It's, like, trash. And so, this movie, so many funny points, uh, it definitely just wins humor. Out of all those things, it, ha- it, it just crushes Spider-Man 3 in humor. Let's go into heroes. Which hero do I think is better? And honestly, this is a hard one for me because I like both of these iterations of Spider-Man. I like Tom Holland's Peter better. And I really do like his Spider-Man. But I think that the hero is going to have to go to Spider-Man 3, strangely. Because it just... uh, I don't know. No, you know what? I'm going to give it to Homecoming. Because I think he's... He is a better hero. Because he's like... He's just a kid. And he's figuring out how to be a friggin' superhero as a kid. And it's just cool. I mean, he's only 15 doing this. And it's just, sorry, I just got a text. God, way to interrupt my podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, it's from this new guy that I'm talking to. I know you guys are so interested in my dating life. Um, it's a new guy. So I guess if you listen to the podcast, you are on here. You are gonna be heard by my millions of listeners. By millions, I mean two. Okay, he's just saying hi. Uh, he's cool. I actually like him. We were going to meet up. We matched on, like, gay Tinder. I think it's still just Tinder, but I always call it gay Tinder. And um, so he likes movies and stuff, so that's going to be fun. So I will keep you guys posted on my dating life because everyone is so interested. Um, but, yeah, so I think Tom Holland Spider-Man, and not even just Tom Holland, but in this movie overall, is this going to be a better hero because... Um, Spider-Man's a douche in Spider-Man 3, like, when he, but he does get taken over by Venom, so it's really not his fault, but I just enjoyed the hero aspect of Peter better in, in, uh, Homecoming, and he's, they just do, Spider-Man so well, and just the way, like, he flows, and the way they shot Spider-Man 2 is just very, um, better as well, so I'm giving heroes to Homecoming. 
So let's go into heart. Heart of this movie. It does have some good heart. And talking about homecoming, like that one scene where he breaks down with May, like Tom Holland's such a good actor. I love that scene when he's like tearing up. He's so good. But um, that's really it for heart. Um, Besides the whole like him with like falling in love with Liz. But I think Spider-Man 3 takes the cake for heart. That movie's sad. Harry dies. It is so sad. I forgot. I literally, I think I audibly gasped when Harry died or got stabbed when I was watching because I forgot that he died. That is a sad moment. And I actually teared up. I almost dropped a tear when Harry died and he's like, we're best friends. That was awesome. Uh, May's emotional scenes always get me. And then the whole like Mary Jane thing where she is a still a struggling actress and she's very jealous living in the shadow of of Spider-Man because Spider-Man is this huge hero that everybody loves and worships. And there's even a scene where she walks out of the theater thinking and people are clapping and she thinks it's for her. And then she looks up and it's Spider-Man and it's so sad. She comes in and she's about to tell and she tells him that she got a bad review And he's like, I know what you mean. He's like, me as Spider-Man. She goes, no. She's like, it's not always about you. And this was really triggering for me. I felt very seen in this moment because I sometimes do that. Like, obviously, I have a podcast where I just talk and talk and talk. And I catch myself being a little narcissistic sometimes where I'm, like, just always talking about myself. And uh, one of my friends at the gym the other day was like, it's not. uh, He said something about, like, he couldn't sleep. And I was like, yeah, me too. And he's like we're not talking about you. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I need to (laughs) stop being so narcissistic. I'm sorry, but people need to hear me. But yeah, no. So I understood that. And so that's a really good scene. And then when Harry threat, when he, Harry, cause he like loses his memory conveniently after he tries to kill Peter. And then he finally, he, when he remembers it to get revenge, he makes MJ break up with Peter and it's so sad when he pulls out the ring, pulls out May's ring. I was like, I'm going to propose. I was going to propose. And she's like, there's someone else. So the heart definitely goes to Spider-Man 3, which I didn't think any of them would, but it's going to. Now, my last H category, hotness, the hotties, hot, hot, hot. I really have to give this one to Spider-Man 3 as well, because Tom Holland is cute, but he's they did such a good job in Homecoming to make these actors look and feel like kids that I am not attracted to any of these people. And I'm like proud of myself. This is the first teen drama I've watched where I'm not attracted to kids, which I know all the actors are adults. But and they are in this movie, but they just don't see me and they and and it's good and that's what I really love about this movie is that it does feel like a 15-year-old high school student who got spider powers. So they're, they're not, and they're all very attractive people. I'm not saying that, but they're just not hot, hot. And Tobey Maguire, I don't think is that hot in this movie just because of his hair. Like, the fuck's going on with his hair? But Kirsten Dunst is dropped gorgeous in this movie. She, this is my favorite look of her. She has, like, perfectly, like, wavy hair in this one. And she's looking hella gorge. James Franco is looking like mighty sexy too i will say though michael keaton the one adult and the aunt may from homecoming are hot but they're not the main characters so i'm gonna give hotness to spider-man 3 so that leaves it up to a tie 
a tie. I cannot believe Spider-Man 3 and Homecoming are tied with my age code. So the tiebreaker is what villain is better. And obviously, hands fucking down, the villain Vulture is better than Venom, Sandman, and Hobgoblin combined. <laughs> he just is. And Venom was okay, I guess. I don't know, as Eddie Brock. Like, it was basically just like a... At least in the Venom movie, like, Venom had his own characteristics. In this, it was just literally, like, oozy spider... Or like, oozy alien shit that didn't say anything. Sandman, yes, he was, like... He wanted to save his dying kid, and that was compelling, but you know what? I just wasn't gripping me like Vulture was. And then Hobgoblin was cool. I liked his suit better, but it's just like, calm down, Harry. Like, what, you want to just kill all your friends? Like, the fuck? Like, beat it, bro. You're like a millionaire. Like, go just live life. Jesus, your father hated you. Vulture, like I already talked about before, is such a good, compelling villain, uh, he sets up Shocker, and, like, the tech for his Vulture Wings is so cool. That scene when they're on the ferry, and that gun that splits the ferry apart, like, it's so awesome. And the high-tech alien tech they use is really awesome. So, the villain definitely goes to Homecoming. Vulture wins. So, that means that Homecoming wins, obviously. Like, we all knew going into this that Homecoming was gonna win, but I had to give Spider-Man 3 its fair share needed to get his day in the sun i needed to rewatch it to make sure and i'm not saying that i hated spider-man 3 it actually wasn't that bad of a movie but it's just compared to all the other movies especially homecoming it just doesn't add up and i freaking love homecoming so good one of my favorite movies of all time definitely probably my favorite marvel movie it's up there with infinity war and I'm so glad I got to review it. It's so fun. I love rewatching this movie every time I can. Any chance I get, if anyone hasn't seen it, I'm like, let's rewatch it. It's so good. And I honestly haven't seen Far From Home, its sequel, since my uh, tragic first date with my ex. So that's going to be fun to rewatch in next week in my round three. So thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been really fun. Homecoming 1, round three of the Spider-Verse Showdown. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Follow me at MovieAddictPod on Instagram. Email me at MovieAddictPod at Gmail. Follow me at Jay Snowden. Follow Lindsay at Lindsay.Houston. And as always, use protection. You must be ready to put her before yourself. Are you ready to do that, Peter? Mm-hmm.